If you have your Bible with you tonight, we're going to turn to a very familiar portion of Scripture, Mark uh, chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, and we're breaking in at verse 17. Mark chapter 10, and we're breaking in at verse 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running, and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And we know the Lord will add a blessing to his own inspired word. Friends in here tonight, as we sung that hymn, were you able to sing it from your heart that you believe in Jesus or was it just words coming out of your mouth? I hope and pray that you can sing that from your heart that you believe in Jesus Christ. You believe in the resurrection. Let's just bow in a word of prayer before we look at the word of God. Father, we can truly say thank you for those lovely words we've been singing. Father, as we come to look at a few simple thoughts from the Word of God, we pray you will clear everyone's mind in this church. Clear my mind. Make me say the things that you want me to say. And Father, we ask there'll be a hush of eternity in our very midst tonight. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. A little while back I was preaching at a church and there were little girls sitting on their father's knee. And she fell asleep and she wakened up about 10 minutes later and she looked at her mum and she says, he's still talking. And then she fell asleep again. So I hope that doesn't happen tonight. And then one other time I was taking a morning service for a minister and he says, the choir will go down. This was before lockdown, but he says, there's one man in the choir and he always goes down and he falls asleep. But he says he always does that, don't worry. But then at the end of the service he will say to you, I really enjoyed what you said. So that was fine. And that's exactly what happened. You know the way it happens. The head goes down and then you sit up straight as nobody has saw you. That's exactly what happened to this man. And then when I was standing at the door, he went out past me and he says, I really enjoyed what you said, but me being me, I didn't let it go there. <laughs> I says to him, actually thought you were sleeping. And as quick as he flashed, he says, no, he says, I was praying for you. So if I see any sleep in the night, I hope these are praying for me. Just for a few minutes tonight, we're going to look at a few simple thoughts of this rich young man. And if you're wanting a title for what I was going to try and say tonight, the title very simply would be, The Young Man Who Said Goodbye to Jesus For the Last Time. And friends in here tonight, you could tell me many's a sad story, I'm sure, during your lifetime. And I could share many's a sad story with you. 
But I believe this is one of the saddest stories that we will ever read off in Scripture. Because this young man turned his back upon Jesus. And there's nowhere in Scripture we ever read that he came to put his trust in Jesus as his own and personal saviour. And this young man, if he was living in but now today or in the surrounding area, this young man would be described as good living. Because we're told that this young man, well, he had kept all the commandments. And this young man, there's no doubt, he would have came to church Sunday by Sunday. He probably would have came to the evening service. And there's a big possibility he may have came to the midweek. And there may have been a possibility he may have been appointed as a member of committee. But this young man had never accepted Jesus as his own and personal saviour. We are told that this young man was extremely rich. And if we research into this young man, he had got much inheritance from his father and his mother. But the sad thing about this, this young man's riches never could save him. This young man's church attends never could save him. It was only when he would have became a believer in Jesus Christ. And friends, it's very easy to say goodbye to Jesus for the very last time. We're told he was young and the Spirit of God had left him there. And friends, when we think of the book, there we read of Felix. Felix turned his back upon Jesus Christ for the last time. Because we read in Scripture, Felix says, some more convenient day. But again, he said goodbye to Jesus for the last time. And there are just a few simple thoughts I want to leave with you tonight. And how did, we, how did this man say goodbye to Jesus? Well, I believe this young man said goodbye to Jesus because he wasn't thinking where he was going to spend eternity. He wasn't thinking where he was going after this life was over. And friends, we live in a society, we even live in a community, there are many people who do not think where they're going after this life is over. Friends, you may be young and here tonight. You may think you have your life all in front of you, and God willing, you have. You may be middle-aged in here tonight. You may think you have a few more years to live, and you may have. You may be elderly in here tonight. You may think to yourself, well, I have a few years yet. My health is very good. But friends, have you ever thought when life is over where you will spend eternity? You see, my neighbor just round Christmas time, I come home from work one night, and I saw a lot of ambulances and fire brigades going down into his farm. And I learned later on that night that his grandchild had found him dead. His wife was speaking to him at three o'clock, and this was roughly half four. He was fine at three o'clock. But you see, the call came. Friends, have you ever thought where you will spend that great eternity? Where you will go after this life is over? Oh, we make great preparations here for life. You're maybe going to get married and, well, you're going to prepare a house for your lovely bride. You've made much preparation for that. Maybe you have a life insurance plan. You maybe make great preparation for when you retire. Maybe if you take ill, you have a health insurance plan. You've made great preparation. 
But have you made any preparation for eternity? This young man, I believe, said goodbye to Jesus because he never thought what was going to come after his life was over. But I want you to notice in verse 19, this young man depended on his good living or his good works because we read in verse 19, thou hast kept the commandments. And the young man said, well, all of the commandments he has kept from his youth, there in verse 20 we read. And I'm sure they're not one person in Bitna Church, and that certainly including the preacher tonight, could say that we have kept all the commandments from our youth. So this young man certainly was very good living. He was very religious. But sad to say he was dependent on those things. Friends, he was dependent, as it were, even in his church attendance. But the sad fact about it, they were going to feel this young man. Friends, and here tonight, do not depend on anything for eternity except the blood of Jesus Christ. Because I can say with the authority of the word of God, everything else will fail. Nothing else will get you into heaven except the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, this young man's good works that never would save him. You see, friends, what about you? What are you depending on? Are you depending on coming to church Sunday after Sunday? Are you depending on a good neighbor who would help anyone out? Are you depending maybe even your name in the communion rule? Friends, those things will all fail. But I want you to notice he said goodbye to Jesus there again in verse 22, very simply because he refused Jesus' entrance into his heart. Because we read there in verse 22, and he was sad at that saying and went away grieved. Friends, he was concerned. He asked Jesus the right question. But he was sad at the answer he got. And sometimes even us who are saved, when we read the word of God, we maybe read the bits that's easy to us. But when we come upon something that maybe is going to affect our life, we're maybe even at this rich young man. We almost go away grieved. He refused Jesus' entrance into his heart. And friends, God is a God of mercy. He's a God of opportunity. But friends, I want to assure you of something. One day, those opportunities will go past. This was the last time that this young man got the opportunity to ask Jesus into his heart. And he said no. He went away sad. He loved his possessions more than he loved the Savior. I heard a true story a little while back. One day, a boss was knocking on the door of the one of his members of staff. But his members of staff was far too busy to answer the knock on the door. And they let the boss knock away, and then the boss walked away. But that member of staff found out the next day why the knock was in the door. The, door, the knock was in the door. The boss was offering him promotion in the work company. He was offering him a greater rate of pay. But do you know what? He was far too busy to answer the knock. Friends in here tonight, maybe Jesus is knocking on your heart's door. 
It's maybe knocked on it as years. It's maybe knocked on it since you were a young man or a young woman. Maybe even since you were a boy and a girl. And you've been far too busy with life. Friends, life is extremely busy. But friends, never be too busy to turn Jesus away. This man here, he wouldn't let Jesus enter into his heart. But friends, he also said goodbye to Jesus very sadly because he loved his sin. We read here, for he had great possessions. I'm not coming to but now tonight to say if you're rich and if you have great possessions, you cannot be saved. No, no, friends, that's not what I'm saying. What the scripture is teaching us here very clearly is that this man's possessions became a barrier in his life. This man's possessions, he loved them more than he loved Jesus Christ. And friends in here tonight, if we love anything more than we love Jesus, that becomes sin. And this young man loved his sin. And friends, I haven't to tell you tonight that we live in a generation and we live in a time people love their sin. Friends, I'm sure if you were at the beer tent, near the beer tent at Barnmore's show, I'm sure it was crowded with young people. I'm sure they were thronging to get in. I was talking to a fellow there no later in her last week who was at a barbecue at the young farmers last weekend. And he said there were so many in the beer tent, he says I couldn't even get in. Friends, they were loving their sin. You see, this young man loved his sin. And we live in a generation where many people love their sin. And friends, for us who are saved, that should amaze us. Because sin damns the soul. And we live in a generation where people can't get enough of it. And friends, us who are saved, that should concern us. That should break our hearts. You see, friends, in here tonight, this young man loved to sin. I could take you to a home tonight, or many homes tonight, where the husband has become a lover of sin and has left the family as we know it. I knew of one family who the man who had got a drink problem, his little boy said to him one day, he says, Daddy, stop drinking because we have no money. And his wife said to him, if you don't stop drinking, I cannot spend much more time here. And his mother said to him, you're breaking my heart, please stop drinking. But of course, the drinking continued on. But then one night he was asked to a gospel mission. And Jesus Christ gloriously saved that man that night. You see, friends, he gave his heart to Jesus. He was willing to give up his sin. And friends, I could take you to that home tonight. They have plenty of money. Friends, a wife who is very happy with her husband. A mother who's not heartbroken anymore, but she's very content with her son. Why? Because he was willing to give up sin. Friends, I want to ask you a question here tonight. Are you willing to give up your sin? Or is it where do you love the possessions of your sin? Maybe tonight, maybe you haven't great possessions. But there's something in your life that is holding you back. You see this young man, he loved his sin. 
And he said goodbye to Jesus for the very last time. But why did this young man say goodbye to Jesus? Well, he said goodbye to Jesus because Jesus demanded full surrender. Friends, there's a message in that in itself for us who are saved. Are we willing to give Jesus our all? Or is it where do we just want to give Jesus a little part of our life? If you went to buy a house in the village of Bersian down the road, and they showed you around that house, and they said, well, the whole house is for sale, but you see this bedroom here, we want to keep it, we want to keep a dog in that bedroom. And then you went to the next bedroom, and they said, we want to keep that, the rest of the house is for sale, but we want to keep that bedroom because we have a few cats, uh, we want to keep the cats in there. What would you say? Well, you would say very simply, no seal, not interest. And friends, that's the way it is with Jesus Christ. He wants every part of your life. He wants every part of my life. Friends, we cannot be saved half-hearted. You see, this young man wasn't willing to give up everything for Jesus. And friends, we even see that in the generation that we live in. There are many people who say they're saved, but the evidence is very scarce, isn't it? Friends, the late Sam Graham, who was an elder in our church, the most godly man that I have ever met in my life, he said one time, if we have to tell someone we're a Christian, there's something wrong with our Christian walk with Jesus Christ. Friends, am I, have I surrendered all to Christ? Because if I haven't shame on me. But first, I want you to also notice, when this young man, he said goodbye to Jesus because he was foolish. Because he didn't realize the nature of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus loved this young man, because we read here that Jesus had compassion in this young man. Jesus loved this young man. And friends, that is the nature of the Savior. Jesus loves you in here tonight with all his being. He loved you so much that he died in the cross of Calvary for each and every one of us. And friends, if I had been the only human being ever born on the earth, Jesus would have died for me. For someone who the world, I wouldn't even be recognized in the world. You see this young man, he said goodbye to Jesus because he was a fool and he didn't realize the nature of Jesus Christ. But this young man was a fool because he said goodbye to Jesus for another reason. This young man didn't realize someday he would have to stand before him. Friends, this young man had an appointment he would have to keep. Friends, when that appointment comes, each and every one of us will have to keep that appointment. Friends, this young man didn't seem to realize that he would have to stand before the Savior someday. You see, when I stand before Jesus Christ, and I will, and so will you, what will we say to Jesus? What could this young man offer him? 
Well, he could offer him his good living. He could offer him his money. But friends, that was all. That was not good enough. Friends, the only thing that we can offer Jesus when we stand before him is the blood of the Savior. You see, friends, when Jesus died on the cross, when I accepted Jesus as my own and personal Savior, and if you're saved, you're the same. Justice has been done because Christ paid the penalty. You see, every one of us are rich or are poor, or are great or are small. Friends, we will have to stand before the Savior. But for this young man, when he stood before Christ, it was too late. His opportunities was over. You're still living in a day and of opportunities. You see, I heard the true story about a man, and he was lying in his deathbed, and he took the hand of his wife, and he says to his wife, you're holding the hand of the greatest failure ever lived. And she says, how on earth can you say that? You have a great railway empire. You have employed hundreds of people. And you're leaving millions of pounds behind you for your family. How can you say that you were a failure? And that man looked at his wife and said, I'm a failure because I left Jesus out of it all. Friends, can that be said about anyone in but now tonight? You may have millions of pounds. But you may have left Jesus out of it all. Friends, this young man, he was a fool because he didn't realize he would have to stand before Jesus one day. But this young man also, why did this young man, why did he say goodbye to Jesus? Well, this young man didn't realize, or it appears this way, that he was going to a Christless eternity. Friends, I must be faithful to the word of God. Hell is a reality. As sure as you're living, as sure as you're sitting in but now church tonight, I can say without fear of contradiction, from the word of God, hell is a reality. And friends, this is where anyone goes who rejects Jesus Christ for the last time. A place of eternal punishment. Friends, how sad it would be if anyone who sat in Bitna Church on the 15th of May 2022 you went to a place of eternal punishment. You see, friends, if I said eternal punishment only lasted for a short time They'd be light at the end of that tunnel. But friends, eternity lasts forever. A little boy was coming out of church one Sunday night. And the minister had preached in eternity, how long it would be. And the little boy just couldn't grasp it. And he said to his father, how long is eternity, son? And his father said, well, son, if you went to the shore and took a grain of sand once today till there were no more sand in the shore, 
Then you returned to the sea and took a drip of water every day till there were no more water in the ocean. How long would that take you? The little boy says, it would take me forever, Daddy. And the father says to him, that's how long eternity is. Friends, it's forever. This young man was a fool because he said goodbye to Jesus for the very last time. Friends, don't be a fool. Friends, when the funeral service he ever may take it, mine or yours. What will they say about us? Oh, they may say we have great riches. Oh, they may say we have a good neighbor. Oh, they may say we were a good wife or a good husband. They may say we were a good son or a good daughter. But friends, what will they say about eternity? That is the only thing that matters. Friends, life goes by extremely quickly. When I was a young boy of my teens running about with Norman Kennedy and that, I never thought I'd be an old boy in my middle fifties. I thought that was just for the old people. But friends, it went by in a flash. Were you prepared for eternity? Friends in here tonight, this young man said goodbye for the last time. Do not say goodbye for the last time. The Saviour is patient. But his patience will run out. This young man, he said goodbye to Jesus because he refused to think about eternity. Because he was dependent upon his good works. He refused Jesus' entrance into his heart. He said goodbye to Jesus because he loved his sin. He thought he could save himself. He wasn't willing to give up the sin. To surrender all to Christ. This young man said goodbye to Jesus foolishly. Because he didn't know the nature of Christ. This young man said goodbye to Jesus. He ended up in a crisis eternity. Friends, there's no one in but now church tonight. Does not know about sin. There's no one but now church tonight. Doesn't know the need to be born again. But friends, do not leave it to tomorrow because tomorrow could be forever too late. The young man who said goodbye to Jesus for the last time. Friends, I was in Bali this morning and we were looking at another young man. The young man in the parable. Friends, he was wise. He seek Christ. This one was foolish. Because he rejected him. Friends, what one of those, those two camps are you found in? Are you the one who came home to Christ? Are you the one who rejects him? Make sure that you're the one who comes to Christ tonight. If you don't know him as your own and personal saviour. And for us who are saved, make sure that we surrender all to Christ. If we want to live a happy, affected life for Jesus Christ... We must surrender all to him. Thanks so much for listening. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, we want to thank you for the, the sense of the presence of God here. We want to thank you for the listening. And we pray you will take these few simple thoughts.
And you will convey them deep into our hearts tonight. For those who are not saved, that they will not say goodbye for the last time. And for us who are saved, that we will surrender all to Jesus. We pray you will bless our word in the Savior's name. Amen.